Okay, move out. You're listening to the Valor Podcast with Nick Lehman, a show highlighting the people who defend the United States of America and those who support them. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello and welcome to the Valor Podcast. This podcast, we're going racing, but more on that in a minute. First, I want to thank our show sponsors. That's uh, Booyah Media. They helped us with our website and online support. You can see their work at BooyahMedia.com. That is BooyahMedia.com. Our guest is former U.S. Naval Academy graduate and football and track and field athlete, an active duty officer in the U.S. Navy, and a professional race car driver in the NASCAR K&A Pro Series West. We are joined by Jesse Iwoji, a driver part of the Patriot Motorsports Group. Jesse, I am uh, I'm honored to have you on. This is exciting to talk to an actual professional race car driver. Yeah, 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 definitely. And thank you for having me on the show. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty exciting journey for me over the last two years of my motorsports career. Um, you know, I started you know started racing in 2015 um, in April of that year, and uh, you know basically been racing now for about two years, three months. So um, it's been a pretty good time so far. It's been great doing it while being in the Navy. And, um, you know, just been progressing and working my way up the ladder so that I can make it to the eventual end goal, which is uh, racing in the NASCAR Cup Series. Heck, yeah, race, racing on uh, on Sunday and Saturday, right, with the with the, the big guys. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the goal, so I could be racing there. So, you know, here from the NASCAR K&N Series, you know, you move up to the truck series, then you move up to the Xfinity series, and then eventually you'll be in the Cup series. So, you know, just working up my, uh, working up that ladder and trying to make things happen, and just doing a lot of networking connections, building sponsorship relations, and you know, doing everything I can to just continue to gain exposure, gain traction on my uh, journey, and continue to move forward so that I can get to those goals. Yeah, and so t- tell us a little bit about uh, about your your story. I mean, you you're you're born and you're raised in Texas. You did football there. That's like the, you know, it's like God football and, and church, I think, or something like that. And then you got, got to, to go play football at the Naval Academy. How, how did you get all involved in, in, uh, you know, racing and, and all this, uh, competitive sports kind of thing? Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, growing up in Texas, you know, football was the key thing. That was a big thing. So, um, in high school, in middle school, uh, that's all we played. We played football. So I was a football player, you know, played on defense, played on offense, played wide receiver, uh, you know, played safety, um, played ru- a little bit of running back too when I was in middle school. And yeah, so I just did all that, you know, through high school and then got recruited to play football at the Naval Academy. And with that being the biggest school that was recruiting me and also the best school that was recruiting me, I decided to make um, make that jump and, and go to the Naval Academy and play football there. And I had a great time doing it you know, played four years of football there and also ran track. And, you know, we got to play against a lot of great teams like Notre Dame and Ohio State. Um, we ended up being Notre Dame twice while I was in at the Naval Academy. We went to four bowl games my whole time there. We beat Missouri in my last bowl game while there. So football was, you know, definitely a big part of my life. And then after graduating from the Naval Academy and becoming an officer in the Navy, um, you know, I was on ships. And uh, I went on two different deployments over four years. And uh, after after my second deployment, when I transferred to shore duty in Monterey, California, that's when I decided that I wanted to start picking up 
my second life, which was which was going to be racing. And um, it was something that I always wanted to do my whole life, but never really had the means to do it. And through some great business decisions and um, networking and things like that, I was able to you know find enough uh, funds to actually make it happen and start racing. So 2015 was my introduction to racing, and I've been going since. Heck yeah! And then you were you were in the uh, that lineage of you know since uh, 2001 till last year. Sorry, sorry, you your team lost, but uh, you shellacked on Army. So uh, go Navy, right? <laughs> yeah, go Navy, beat Army, and yeah, it was a good time playing against Army and Air Force uh, all my four years while I was at the academy. And I'm very happy that during my time at the academy, I never lost to Air Force or Army in football. So. Being able to do that was really great. And, yeah, it kind of sucks that, you know, uh, this past season that Navy lost to Army for the first time in 15 years or so. But, um, you know, eventually it was going to happen. Just didn't know when. Yeah, I think I think you guys still have the the record there, so that the 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 win loss record there, so that's that's still still good. But uh, t- talk a little bit about uh, your time on the ship. I mean, a lot of uh, people that, that listen to the program don't really understand the nuances of getting on a ship, and you don't see land or anything for you know six months or or twelve months sometimes. Yeah, so being on a ship uh, is definitely pretty interesting for sure. I mean, you're in tight quarters with uh, a lot of people. And you're out there for months and months and months at a time, and um, you know it's 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 also you're also in a dangerous environment. You know, at any time you're on a warship. So while being on a warship, there's always some type of crosshair on you somewhere, someplace. There's somebody out there who doesn't like you, who doesn't want you to be where you're at, and doesn't want you to be doing what you're doing. And a lot of people out there who don't want you to go home. So um, you know, it's, it's, it is a dangerous environment being out there on the ships, but, you know, it's something that we're willing to, a risk we're willing to take. And, um, but it was also good times. Got to go to some cool places. Uh, went to Dubai, went to Bahrain. I've been to Abu Dhabi. I've been to Hong Kong, uh, Hawaii, you name it. So I've been in a lot of cool places um, because of the Navy, even Spain. And uh, got to learn a lot, see a lot of things, and be a part of a lot of big things that I can't even tell you on this uh, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll wait for the uh the declassification of those <laughs> in about 60 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that that's that's totally awesome. That's cool that, you know, all the branches have their unique things, but I think the Navy is one of those most unique things because of the tight quarters and, you know, you're you're out to sea for months on end and they're, they're, you know the human contact is minimal and you're with your shipmates and you know you're working together as a team yeah exactly yeah and that's the thing you're always working together as a team um and and you can we can really translate that to racing too when you're racing in nascar you have your crew you have your team members everyone has their one particular job that they have to do and they have to do it well because if this one person doesn't do their job well it affects the team you know if somebody doesn't get the tire pressures right you go out there and the car's all out of whack if the crew chief doesn't do this right or doesn't make the right call here then you know your car is out of whack again the driver doesn't do his job the car is out of whack if the car is not doing its job everything's out of whack you know, so it's every every bit of the team, the whole thing from the machines to the people, everyone. Everyone has a, a specific role in the whole operation, and it all has to go well to work. And it's the same thing in the military. We all have our pieces of the puzzle that we have to do correctly so that the whole thing works well and no one gets hurt or killed. Yeah, exactly. And when you when you got when you came to the 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 mainland type of assignments, 
at what point were you like, you know what, I want to try racing and I think I could, I think I could, you know, provide a living for myself doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you definitely for sure you can. Um, there's definitely a lot of ways to make it happen. And, you know, that's a, the cool thing about the Navy, the military and everything, and then racing too, all together. Um, there, yeah, you can definitely make a living of it and have some fun with it. Do a lot of cool things, be there for a lot of people and be inspirational too for people. And, and how did how did you? I know you said networking and things like that, but what what gave you the itch to sort of get in racing? Was it you know seeing fast cars when you were a kid, or you know just being interested in the racing or anything like that? How did you get involved with the passion and love for it? When I was a kid, I used to watch a show called Night Rider. Oh, Night Rider, the Hoff, the Hoff. <laughs> It was an awesome show. Got to see a cool car do cool things, and that's what really sparked my interest in cars. And then, you know, just growing up, always just, you know, had a passion for them and loved cars. So um, when I finally got the opportunity to have enough money to do anything with cars was after I graduated college, and that's when I started doing some drag racing stuff and then some road course stuff, and that's what led me to eventually NASCAR. But um, while growing up as a kid and everything, I wasn't able to really mess around with any cars or go to any races because – my family isn't a racing family and we didn't come from money or anything like that. So this wasn't a possibility at the time. So I had to kind of create it myself. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, I, my memory, my night rider memory is, uh, my, my grandpa and grandma and mom took me out to universal studios and they had the night rider that you could sit in. And then Kit would talk to you. If you sat in there, there was some guy in the back that was, you know, doing the Kit voice, but I thought I was like, I thought it was Kit. Yeah, <laughs> Kit was pretty pretty awesome. Um, I remember one episode. Um, I remember one episode when Kit like died for like a little bit, and they came out with the other car, the new one. It was like a white car, a white Kit, and uh, it was pretty cool. But then the black Kit came back again, and you know, I remember my parents told me that when the original Kit had died, that I cried, and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I I probably we probably cried at the same time, Jesse, somewhere in there. <laughs> So, so tell me, tell me, you know, people watch NASCAR and they watch racing, but you know, I, I've kind of been around it with friends and, and other people that get into it. It, you know, it's not a, it's not a cheap sport that, you know, tires and engines and gas and, and airlines and all that, that costs a lot of money, right? Yeah, no, it, it's, it definitely, it's definitely pricey for sure. Um, you know, just getting into the sport, you got to have some type of money somehow, some way. I, I didn't, I don't have rich parents at all. So I had to find the money myself through sponsorships and also find it through starting a company that I started, which, um, was able to profit enough money to help pay for a lot of my racing. So, um, I just went the entrepreneurial route for it to make the money to do it. Um, some people look for sponsorships and they can get it. Some people just have wealthy parents. Um, but you just got to find a way to get the funds because at the end of the day, you know, racing's not cheap. It's not um, somebody has to pay the bill. I know a lot of people complain. They're like, "Oh, racing's not like how it used to be." You know, we used to be able to get picked up by a team and blah blah blah. Well, that's great and all, but in the, the day, there's still a bill that has to be paid, and someone has to pay it. You know, so whether it's coming out of the a sponsor's pocket or a team owner's pocket or a driver's pocket, it's not going to come out of the team owner's pocket all the time because if it does, then they'll go out of business pretty quick. Um, if there's a sponsor there, great. If there's no sponsor, then it has to be the driver. And that's just how it is. So, um, you know, it's just how the game is. It, you know, I wish there was more money just readily available for it, but there's not, you know, it's not like football. It's not like basketball. 
and on those and those sports, you know, the teams have their own stadiums where they put on their own events, basically. So through the revenue of that, that's how they paid everything, you know. But NASCAR teams don't have their own tracks where they can put on their own events and make money. So that's what's um, that's what makes our sports different. Oh yeah, and you know your you no know, your stadium is your car, and if that you know fender or hood or you know engine blows, that's that's the costly day at the the track. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 just it's pricey, you know. But you know, after you find a way to find the funds, at that point, you have to um, you got to get on the grind. You know, you have to get on the grind. So you gotta you gotta continue to network with people, make a lot of contacts because these contacts are going to be the ones that are going to help you propel your career. They're the ones that are going to help you get the exposure you need. They're the ones that are going to help you get in front of the right companies that might be potential sponsors. They're the ones who are going to get you in front of the right teams. You got to really establish that. Um, network of people that are on your side because um, you're going to need it to help move your way through the sport and get cool opportunities that might help take your game to the next level. Um, so, you know, that's really, really huge. And then, you know, when you're grinding doing that, you also got to grind on the training side of it, you know, keeping yourself in shape. Um, you got to do, I do a lot of simulator training too to help, you know, keep my mind sharp when it comes to racing. Um, a lot of other people like to do that too. Um, also, too, you got to um, always constantly um, be promoting yourself and marketing yourself and putting yourself out there so you can get constant exposure and build your fan base and build just build your ability to be in front of people. And that's really key. That's really crucial because, um, you know, the whole marketing side of it is going to be what's going to make a difference between you and, and everyone else. If you're not marketable, it's going to be hard to get sponsorships. You know, it's one thing you can win. You can win as many races as you want. But if uh, people don't want to follow you or, or buy something because you said you said it's cool to buy, then you're not marketable, and it's going to be hard for a company to shell out dollars to sponsor you. And it sounds like uh, you could, uh, you know, you just change the words, and you can you can help a whole bunch of transitioning veterans on how to how to land that dream job. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and that and that's the thing too, you know. And it's the same. The, all these same concepts apply to everything. And when it comes to vets and stuff, you know, who are who are transitioning out of the military and everything, um, they got to understand that you they have a certain set of skills and um, talents and abilities that the average person doesn't, the average civilian doesn't have. And you got to understand that just because you're around the same people all the time in the military who have all those same assets that you have, don't feel like it's just a normal thing. Know that when you get out of the military that now you are a little bit more rare and you have to understand your rarity and understand that you can bring a lot to the table for some companies. If you go look at the right ones and then showcase your market, market yourself in the right way to show them that they need you to help them make more money. Yeah, definitely. And so when I got to ask, cause I, I've never accomplished this at all. And, uh, and thankfully because there would probably be a whole bunch of legal costs, but What's it like, man, to go over 100 miles an hour or even like 200 miles an hour? I mean, what's the body do? What's the mind do? I mean, that has to be crazy. Uh, yeah, so to go without those speeds, um, it's pretty fun. It's a good time. You get used to it. After a while, um, the speed it, speed is relative. Speed is relative. So, you know, if you're like at Daytona or something like that and you're going 200 or so, um, it's fast, but it's only relative to what your surroundings and what you're passing and stuff like that. So because it's wide open, if you're by yourself, you don't really, you don't feel it. But if you're going, if you're on a road course and there's a lot of different objects and things coming 
uh, coming towards you, moving away, you're passing this and that, speed is more relative. So maybe going 80 around a corner seems and feels a lot faster than going 200 around Daytona. It's just all relative. So um, it's a good time. It's fun. And when you're racing with a pack of people, it gets to be even more exciting, but you don't really notice the speed because mostly you're going all similar type speeds. The the, the difference in mile per hour is only it's within 10 miles per hour. So, um, you know, it's everyone's relatively going the same speed. Yeah. And then they have those camps out in Vegas where you can, you know, pay hundreds of dollars and live out your fantasy, right? <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or, or go professional route like uh, like you're doing and get paid for it, which is awesome. So uh, what? I wish I got paid for it. I don't get paid for it. Yeah. Oh, soon, man. I, I we've been following. I've been following you on Facebook and all the other stuff, and it's like that guy. That guy has it. So, uh, what uh, what uh, what what is it like to interact with the fans when the? Because I mean, NASCAR is kind of, you know interwoven with Americana and veteran and defending our nation and all that. And, you know, they, they've been doing a lot of these veteran things and, uh, you know, they even honored some of the, the gold star families by putting their names on the different cars and stuff. Do you find it that like this fan base is, is gets like really behind you because they're like, man, he's a veteran. That's rare. And, and yeah, America. Yeah, 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 no, definitely getting a lot of good veteran support, um, and, and definitely big thanks to NASCAR for supporting the vets and doing the different patriotic-type themed uh, races. Um, they they brought me out to help do social media stuff and promote the events. It's been fun. I've gotten a lot of great exposure. <clears throat> it's been a really good time, and it's been a great way to really pr- promote the military and, you know, show that, hey, you know, this NASCAR, this big organization does care about the military, and they're willing to make – you know, military people, the stars of the sport, you know, on a lot of different weekends. So it's really great to see that, especially with their troops to the track program where they're bringing different units to the track each race and, you know, giving them great hospitality and they love it. It's just a great way to give back. And I think it's the right thing to do. And, you know, it should be done in every single sport for every single event. Oh, yeah. It's a, you know, if you're, if you're playing the national anthem, it just makes sense to have some sort of active duty or veteran component to it. Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely. There's enough of us out there that it should be done always, you know, to support. You know, if, you're, if, you, if you have an organization that's putting on sporting events and your organization is a multi-billion-dollar organization, no reason in the world you shouldn't have a little bit of support for the military. Amen. And so you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're, you're active duty and you're, you're serving our country, and then you have you have races on the weekend. How you know what are, is, is, do you get clock off on Friday and you're no pun intended racing out to the next uh, uh, race here in the in the summer months? Yeah, well, well, first off, I, I I was active duty up until just a month ago. Now I'm actually in the reserves, so I, I'm still I'm still in. I'm still doing Navy stuff, just now part time. Well, you know, one week in a month, two weeks a year, but um, now I'm in the reserves, and what I'm doing is. Um, yeah, basically on the weekends, uh, I'll have my races on the weekends and I'll fly out to the races typically on like a Friday or something like that and go out race and then come back Sunday night. And then Monday I'm right back, you know, at work. And even while I was active duty, it was pretty much the same exact thing. So I didn't have to miss too much work every once in a while. There were things where I had to leave during a week, but my, uh, my command was very supportive, you know, because I'm the only Navy person racing NASCAR, and that's a big stage, and I'm getting a lot of great exposure. So I figured it was something that was good for the Navy and great, you know, positive exposure. You know, I wasn't just missing work to go to Vegas and party. I was missing work to go out there and represent, you know, our 
our entire military. Well, maybe maybe if you if you won't, if you had a big victory, you party with the donuts in the infield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Love, I I can't wait to get my first win. I already I already mapped out exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> nice, you haven't mapped out. I any teaser teasers? I don't want to give it away, but is there is there donuts involved? And <laughs> there'll, there'll be there'll be some donuts. There'll be some burnouts and stuff like that. But the big thing is. I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to stand on top of the roof of the car. I'm going to look at the entire stands. It's probably going to be Daytona, looking at 100,000 fans, Cup Series, and I'm going to just do a salute right there, boom, to the stands, at attention. Nice. Yes, that that's uh, that that has a little bit of the rock uh, kind of, uh, you know, our, our back in our day when we watched wrestling and then and the, the mile-high salute with Terrell Davis. Yeah, I... I and Matt, you know when the Rock used to get up on the get up on the little uh, ropes or whatever after he had a win, and just look at the whole crowd and everyone screaming, and he just you know sniffed the air, you know like that's that's the feeling right there. That's the feeling that I'm talking about. Yeah, the people's champ. Yeah, and, and then he and then he turned uh, he turned the heel soon after. <laughs> yeah, and it's so well, somebody mentioned that to me the other day, like or on it was on Facebook or something like that. And it was something along the lines of they said they said I was the people's driver, and I was like, "What, really?" And I was like, "Oh, I guess you know." And I started, it started hitting me. I'm like, "Maybe one of these days I will be, you know." And I can see it happening. I just got to put some more things together, and um, I could definitely see it happening. Oh yeah, heck yeah, man! I mean, I mean, you got like the perfect uh, America story from Texas. Played football. Played at the Naval Academy. Did some, uh, you know secret stuff on the on the seas and then now you're you're in the in the nascar racing and yeah man i, I could totally see this uh you know blowing up and becoming a you know over a celebrity in the nascar circles yeah my goal is to be you know the next like dale jr like something on that level that yeah that's awesome man and then so uh, you're partnered with uh, the former nfl uh player sean merriman is that correct yeah, yeah. So he's my car owner this year in the Canon West Series for number 36. And, uh, yeah, he jumped on board uh, earlier this year. It's been pretty cool so far, uh, you know, just, you know, with his star power and everything like that, you know, helping get a lot of good publicity and stuff and exposure, helping him promote his Lights Out brand. Um, it's been going well, and we got some more things coming along the line pretty soon that I can't really say. But, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty good so far. That That's awesome, man. So, I, I, so like, in the pit, do you guys do Oklahoma drills? You got to, man. Do you football players? <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to lay him flat on his back, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, and so, you, yeah, you also just kind of tie this up. You you do a lot of – I've seen a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, you're very interactive with the fans. You, like one of the videos I saw, you you, you met one of the, the kids that, you know, had some kind of rare disease and – you know, you, you meet other veterans and stuff like that. D- does that give you kind of the, the, I don't know, fill your cup up, if you will, and you're like, man, you know, this is this is more about somebody else than me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the big thing for me is, you know, having this big platform, this big stage and racing and, and doing all these great things, um, if I'm going to do it, 
I need to also be doing it for other people too and helping people and getting some awareness around for certain things and causes and helping people, you know, achieve their dreams. Cause I like, I, there was, there, there's been people along my way and there's continuing to be more people along my way who are, who have done things for me, you know, um, and, and been there for me to help me continue to progress in a lot of different ways. And you know, after things like that have happened, it, it just dawned on me that, Hey, like, I need to help others too. Like if someone who was willing to do this for me, which helped me propel myself from here to there, then I need to be doing stuff for other people too. So <clears throat> I try to help people in any way I can. I'm always interacting with fans. I'm always doing stuff for kids. I know how much it means to people when you can at least take a little bit of time out of your day to like, you know, talk with them or, you know, sign an autograph or just answer a question. You know, like I get, I'll have, if I don't check my Instagram uh, direct message thing in a full day, it'll be filled. I'll probably have a good, 50, you know, sometimes 15 to 20 messages sitting there every single day. So, um, you know, but people always have questions on, you know, how to get from where I, uh, you know, from, from, from the Navy to racing, how do I do it? You know, what do they need to do to start racing and tips, tricks, hints, whatever. You know, people are always asking me a bunch of stuff. So I try to, answer, I don't try I do answer everyone's questions as long as it's legit questions. And, um, you know, yeah, it's always trying to help people and be there for them in whatever way I can, you know, help them accomplish their dreams and goals. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, the, the whole social media thing and being an athlete, I, I, I you know, because I, when I was a kid, we would go to the ballpark and try and get autographs. And, you know, the guy might not autograph, he might not. But, I mean, now you, you, we have social media. And, and you being an athlete, you've kind of seen both worlds, you know, the physical autograph to the, hey, can you retweet or can you, you know, DM me back or can you tag me in this post or, you know, that that's just a crazy offshoot of what has happened with the sports world if you will yeah oh yeah definitely for sure yeah and um yeah social media is huge and and having you using it for there's so many ways to use it to really propel yourself and a lot of people don't understand um you know social media could to help make you a star social media can help make you money um it's, it's there's so many different ways to use it and it's, it's a free platform and if you do it right and you spend the right time on it, you know how to use it right and not just for just, you know, messing around. Um, you can make a lot of great things happen for you. I've gotten a lot of sponsorships through social media. Um, I've gotten a lot of, um, I've been, like the company I started where I put on drag racing events a few times a year, most of the marketing of it is through social media. So, you know, basically use social media to help myself pay for a full K&N season, you know? So, um, you know, there's a lot of ways to use it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, you see a lot of people that are chasing their dreams and making it happen because they, you know, like you said, they're engaged. They talk to people. They, you know, this is non-athlete and athlete. So, uh, you know, final, final, uh, kind of wrapping this up. How can people find you and and you know get involved and be become you know attach themselves to the hey that's 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 my racer right there. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, so they can go on social media. They can go to Instagram, Facebook, or, or, uh, Snapchat, even, uh, Twitter. And if they just type in my name, Jesse Iwuji, that's J E S S E I W U J I. Just type in my name. You'll find me right there. Um, I keep it pretty simple. I don't have any code words for my name. So on Instagram, it's literally first name, underscore, last name, Twitter, first name, underscore, last name, Snapchat, first name, underscore, last name. And then Instagram, or sorry, Facebook is uh, Jesse Jesse Wuji Racing. And uh, if you just look for those pages, you'll find them. You'll see the little blue check mark next to it. So go after those ones. Um, and on Facebook, uh, 
after that and you'll find me. Awesome, man. And one final question. How much of a head start would the, the best drag racer need to beat a fighter jet off of the catapult off of a ship? Oh, man. It depends what kind of drag racer, top fuel or just in a regular car. I don't know, Jesse. Drop some knowledge on me. Let, let's hear the let's hear the analysis. <laughs> if it was a top, if it was a top fuel dragster, the top fuel dragster would definitely win. But if it was, let's say, it was like a '69 Nova with a big block in it, you know, and it, had, it was making like let's say six, seven hundred horsepower or something like that, and let's say it was like a nine-second car or something, um, it'd be an interesting race. It'd be a very interesting race because that catapult is no joke, and it launches that big, heavy aircraft to a speed where it can launch off of a carrier with being only, you know, a hundred feet off the water or something like that and get that thing going. So uh, yeah, that catapult's no joke. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. We get some, uh, pinup girls like from, you know, real classy looking from the, you know, forties, fifties style and do some pink slips with the, the fighter jet in the, in the, in the 69 Nova you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Jesse, thanks for uh, coming on. This was a great pleasure and honor to speak with you about racing and life and, and your your career path. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, so thanks for listening to the Valor Podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook, and you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play or any podcast management app. Visit our webpage at thevalorpodcast.com. Finally, find your mission. There are many veteran organizations, nonprofits, and veterans needing your help. I promise you'll make some great friends. Hey, and you might end up on a pit crew of a professional race car driver that's a veteran. All right, have a great week.